0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Welcome back into Star Chat.
1: Another episode right here on 1053thefan.com with Jared Sandler. I am Ari Temkin. And uh, Jared, of course, we want to spend some time plugging Swinging for a Cause, which is your big event, um, your big charity event for Special Olympics happening this Sunday at Top Golf. And people can go to 105 com to bid on a ton of really cool items. Some really random, but awesome stuff in there, including the volleyball from Top Gun signed by, who's it signed by?
0: Val Kilmer, who, uh, who played Iceman in the, uh, the Oscar award winning uh, best picture film Top Gun. I think, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it won actually best picture like six years in a row. Yes, so.
1: yes, that's true. That's, and I think Val Kilmer
0: won seven years in a row for that role. Yeah, and he won, he won best supporting actor and best actor in a leading role. <laughs> and, so And best actress, which I thought was weird. Yeah, they, now that was, they needed a recount and they just were kind of too lazy to recount. So that's kind of why that went down.
1: So I get you have like Rangers gear and cowboy's gear like that makes sense to me right you're
0: how did i land
1: yes why do you have the script from friends signed by courtney cox (laughs) you know
0: ari i am uh i don't know how to say this i uh you're very plugged in i am no i'm not (laughs) actually i am uh Gosh, I used to do makeup for Courtney Cox. And, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in as, as a seven-year-old, I was an up-and-coming makeup artist. And I had a really unfortunate incident on set where I just farted really loudly. And they were doing a live showing. And so it got in the way of the laugh track. And I have been blackballed from Hollywood ever since. But I've maintained <laughs> relationships with uh some amazing people like Val Kilmer and Courtney Cox because I used to do their makeup and it did such a great job. Uh and it, thankfully they uh, have been so generous by donating some scripts all because of uh the fact that I was once a child makeup prodigy.
1: <laughs> that's um that makes so much sense. It's um yeah, I'm I'm just trying to think through that and yeah, that's that that's about as reasonable as it gets in terms of, um, how you'd come across some of these once in a lifetime type, uh, type things. So go to 105 com and swing for a cause with Jared Sandler and the Special Olympics. Uh, that's really cool. All right. Let's talk cowboys. Um, God, I'm really intrigued. I have so many makeup questions for you now. I didn't really know you were, you know, such a makeup enthusiast.
0: Yeah. I am pretty big in that game. We can we can we can hash it out.
1: Okay. I've just never seen you with makeup on, so I was I guess or maybe I have and I just haven't noticed and that's why you're so good at it.
0: It's a part of the beauty of it, right? No
1: pun intended. Uh pun was intended. Don't say it wasn't. I hate when people say pun unintended when it was intended.
0: Well no no no, this was religion. I'm not smart enough to like actually have done <laughs> that intentionally. Don't you, doesn't it bother you though when like people are
1: like, oh pun unintended. It's like you, you intended it. Don't, don't say it that
0: way. They like literally say like pun not intended before they even finish their (laughs) statement. Pun intended. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk Dallas Cowboys. Golly.
1: And where do you start after what happened on Thanksgiving and with what's left for the Cowboys?
0: Well, my my message has changed uh, between that Thanksgiving night and really Sunday because of what happened with the Eagles. Uh, I was relatively convinced that the Cowboys were, as I have said for a few weeks, not going to make the playoffs because that was a critical loss to the Bills. Not only is it a loss in the standings, but that's a game that Philadelphia has in hand uh, when it comes to common opponents, which is the tiebreaker after divisional record and the way it was all playing out, it appeared as if the uh, coming up here in a few weeks, they would have the same record, the same divisional record, and they would then go to common opponents and that would give Philadelphia two game edge in that regard but i guess i forgot how bad philadelphia is because then they went and lost to the dolphins and now it seems nearly impossible unless the cowboys just totally collapse and maybe this is headed that way and we're too blind to see it but to me the cowboys are just an 8 and 8 9 and 7 team uh in some weeks they look really good other weeks they don't uh as opposed to a team that's just headed towards a total collapse uh but because the rest of the nfc east sucks they're likely going to win the NFC East at eight and eight or nine and seven and they're going to be a bad team that gets into the playoffs. And because it's not a series and it's a, you know, a, a do or die every round, they got a chance to make some noise. So, um, they, that lost to, by the Eagles to the Dolphins was huge. And for a team that had everything going poorly for them, uh, not that it makes them win any more games, but that's a huge blessing because that's a, Not only is that a loss for the Eagles, but just as the Bills' loss was more than a loss for the Cowboys, that now brings the Eagles and Cowboys back to a a even draw in terms of record against common opponents because the Cowboys beat the Dolphins. So that's a a pretty significant loss for the Eagles that, again, unless the Cowboys just collapse, seems like the Cowboys uh, now are really in full control of this whole thing. What's the –
1: like I think most Cowboys fans are like, okay, so what? They'll make the playoffs and then lose and, you know, I what's – like does this team, do you think, have the ability to get on a run? Because that's obviously what Jerry Jones has been maintaining. He's not going to fire Jason Garrett because that gives
0: him a 0% chance to win and blah, 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 blah. Like where are you on that whole conversation? I think they can get on a run just because I think that, you know, from the, the general theory of like any team – uh, that gets in could in theory go on a run. I mean, who was it? Was, uh, the Saints lost to the seven and nine Seahawks in the playoffs several years ago, right? I mean, uh, you know, I can't imagine that Seattle sports talk and Seattle, uh, and people who cover the Seahawks were talking about how well the Seahawks were playing going into the playoffs at seven and nine. So, uh, not that they went to the Super Bowl, but you know, they, they beat a really good team. And, and, uh, so that can happen. Uh, the Cowboys will, be a division winner. So that means they're going to have a top four seed. Uh, they'll have the fourth seed uh, and will likely play San Francisco or Seattle. Uh, and I mean, listen, if they play San Francisco, I'm not sure that I wouldn't pick the Cowboys to upset the 49ers. Really? because Yeah. And, and, and not because I think the Cowboys are better. They're not. Um, I'm still like not a hundred percent sold on San Fran, but I think a part of that is the mental hurdle of, getting over the fact that they're an outstanding team whose weakness is maybe their quarterback and he's not horrible. He's just, he's just okay. Uh, but I do, you know, I, I think at times you, you pick the better quarterback. So I, it's a winnable game. Now, I guess here's the question. And I was talking to someone about this the other day in the NBA it certainly helps to have a great coach. I don't think the Mavs win the championship without some of the maneuverings of Rick Carlisle, but no as, as much of, as much as I think Steve Kerr is an outstanding coach, uh, I think that there are, there was a wide net of coaches who could have led the Warriors to a title when they had Durant. Uh, in the NHL, you can be an okay coach and win a cup if you have a great goalie, you know, and he just gets hotter. A team, you know, like I don't know that Craig Berube's, uh, the, you know, a, a mastermind coach, the Blues just were on a roll and Jordan Bennington was great. Major League Baseball, similarly. Ned Yost won a World Series. He's not a good manager. Uh, it, it's, it's not to say that in these sports, it doesn't matter. I just think it's really tough to be a total putz and win a Super Bowl. And I don't think Jason Garrett's a putz, but I do think he's ignorant towards all of this information that can put you in the upper echelon in coaching. And so I have a tough time believing that the Cowboys can really make a deep run that would satisfy people with jason garrett as their head coach unless he is just totally sandbagging us and he is in the playoffs going to become a totally new person who subscribes to analytics and the information that helps you as a coach improve and helps your team get better as well it's not to say that in other sports it doesn't matter i just think that Having an average coach or worse holds you back more in football than any other sport.
1: <laughs> well, that'd be amazing if this was this elaborate sandbagging that was taking place and he was just been waiting for this one time to finally prove all these doubters wrong. It was just, he was just waiting for it to get like this and then he was like, all right, no, I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. This is how I am. <laughs> no, I, I think That's your, it. I think your point is extremely well stated. Um, I, I would definitely on the hierarchy of coaching matters, put basketball and, and football in the same vein, and I think you're right. Baseball and and hockey are so much different in that the strategy and minutiae on a day to day, game to game basis matter significantly less, and that you need a coach that's willing to adjust, that's able to adjust over the course of playoff games, and the course of a playoff game. And like Jason Garrett is who he is, and and to expect that he would be something different now. Would basically to expect something that we haven't seen from him in a decade of being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So I think like 100% I'm with you that, that it's hard to, to reconcile the ability for this team to have a ceiling of going to the Super Bowl or, or the, having the talent level of getting there with their current coach. There's just no way you could look at the last decade of Cowboys football and think, You know, the two playoff wins that they have over the course of that period of time is not, is because of Jason Garrett. They only have two wins because of Jason Garrett. I think that's, it wasn't that they have talent issues or, you know, like they didn't, they didn't go further in the playoffs because of their head coach. And it's hard to believe that those things will finally change in this postseason. I think they can win one game as Jason Garrett's proven. I don't know that I'll pick them to beat the San Francisco 49ers or the Seattle Seahawks or the Minnesota Vikings in a playoff game, if that's what ends up happening. But um I, I think, and that's why I've sort of said for the last three or four weeks, like whether Jason Garrett's out now or out in four weeks, like that's, he's going to be out he's not coming back as the Cowboys head coach because he's not going to be able to coach this team further in the playoffs than he ever has.
0: Do you, and what, to what degree of certainty – let's say they get to the playoffs, they win the division, and they win a game, and then they lose their next game. So they lose in the divisional round. What degree certainty do you have that he's gone? It's a great question. I would
1: say 100 percent. However, we are talking about Jerry Jones here, so I will leave a little bit of room. So I'll say 98.5 percent. Got it. Very scientific.
0: And, and let me ask you this, uh, we were just talking about possible first round opponents, and I don't mean to, for a team that's struggling as much as the Cowboys, put them in, into the playoffs in pen, as opposed to pencil, but it certainly does seem like, yeah. uh, with Philadelphia, I mean, hell, this is how bad the division is. The Giants are 2 and 10, and they're not yet mathematically eliminated. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's absurd, but, so, the, the Vikings, the Seahawks, and the 49ers, it seems like the, the team that is least likely to face the Cowboys in the first round will be the Vikings. Right. Um, but of those, because they they
1: they're how many games out of the five
0: seed right now? Uh, that's a good question. And the Vikings um, have eight wins. Yeah. Now I will say, uh, yeah, the Vikings have eight wins. They're a game behind the Packers. I you know that that can flip. The Packers could end up not winning that division and getting in as a wild card team. That's going to very much right. come down to their Week 16 matchup. Uh, but right now, the Vikings at eight and four uh, are two games out of the five seed.
1: So the Seahawks uh, and Niners are both ten and two. Um,
0: yes. So it looks like it's going to be the Seahawks or Niners, whichever team. Uh, it, it it seems like it's going to be one of those two teams. Uh, for the playoffs in the first round, which would you rather face? Which team would you rather face? Knowing that you're going to have to go there uh, and, or sorry, you're going to host them because you're going to win the division and they will not. Uh, so by you get, way, that's you,
1: the dumbest. This is the dumbest thing in sports. Like I don't understand one, why every division winner not only gets a playoff game, but gets to host a playoff game. Like it, yeah. it's, it's, it's completely, utterly nonsensical. I, they don't travel by train anymore. You don't need arbitrary divisions that are geographically lumped together and just take the NFC, take the six, top six teams at the best records and move on with your day. Like I don't get why this Go is so difficult.
0: Uh, that's, that's a fair point. So who would you rather play?
1: I guess the 49ers.
0: Because, but, is and in, in how much of that is because of the quarterback?
1: It's 100% because of the quarterback. Because yeah. Seattle doesn't have the defense that the, the 49ers do. But the 49ers don't have the offense that the Seahawks do. Now the 49ers offense is better than most, which is a product of their 10-2 record. But I would just, I would just rather, like, I, I'd rather play Jimmy Garoppolo in a, a first time playoff team in this iteration the Niners than the Seahawks. What about
0: you? Yeah, I, I'd rather play the Niners. Um, I, I guess, you know, I think that outside you, you remove the quarterbacks, the Niners have the better team. Uh, and, and not that it's in a landslide, but I think it's, it's relatively clear the Niners of a better team outside of the quarterback, but, uh, you know, f- call me a fool. Maybe this is fool's gold, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the Seahawks as the team I'd rather avoid because of the fact they've got not only a better quarterback, but a quarterback who's, uh, successfully passed many playoff tests.
1: What do you think is the biggest issue right now with the Cowboys beyond head coach or
0: is it head coach? Um I think that well I mean how how specific do you want me to get uh if if you the, were to
1: if you were to create a priority list or hierarchy of these are the issues of the Cowboys um I, what would be number 1 would it be the coach
0: well so I guess this is an extension of the coach and this is not what I'm about to say is not totally tied exclusively to penalties but I think discipline's an issue um I don't think that this is a team that on a weekly basis demonstrates great discipline and, uh, and, and, and I'd say discipline and wherewithal, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it, that's a lack of preparation from like a working hard standpoint. I don't know that the players and the coaches come together to put forth all the information to properly prepare them for a game. I mean, you know, it goes to little things like Dak not having a glove and taking so long to, to put a glove on and not not being prepared with outdoor practicing, not, you know, the information that we have learned that maybe the coaching staff denies. Yes, penalties are a part of that as well. Uh You know, it seems like special teams have been an issue for the Cowboys. I mean, I'm tired of hearing Jason Garrett preach all three phases when one phase appears to just. Totally get ignored.
1: Dead last in special teams.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it is, it is embarrassing. And, and yet he goes up there and talks about all three phases. And you know who actually, you know, like which coach actually like gives a damn about all three phases? Bill Belichick and he kicked the Cowboys ass on special teams a few weeks ago. And that's why they won the game. And I just think that like, you know, we can point to an area. We can point to, uh, you know, play from the linebackers. I don't think the offensive line is very good. Uh, you know, I think they're average, maybe a little bit above average. But to me, the biggest issue is that it doesn't seem like this is a tight, uh, a, you know, a, a team with the screws tightened. I think there is there's a looseness that comes comes to the fore in the way of penalties and the way of, uh, you know, just a, a you know, poor execution or Lack of attention to detail that to me is troubling. And so if you want to say that all falls just pointing towards coach, uh, that's fine. I, I tend to think that some of it's coaching and some of it's on the players, but whatever it is, it all comes together to be an issue for this team.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's well, you're, it's well stated. And look, even the best teams, you know, they have. Issues like that, you know. I mean, we just saw Alabama lose to Auburn in the Iron Bowl because of things we don't normally see from really good teams or Nick Saban coach teams. So, stuff does happen. You know, what's interesting to me is, and you said this: the glove practicing outdoors. And this, like, the the best organizations, are, or let's just say, when we're when you're a fan of a team, you want your team to be smarter than you are, right? and And you you actually need your team to be smarter than you are, so you need your team to know of the issues that ha- are going to happen before you get there before they become issues. You need your team to be able to see her on the bend, and you have confidence and faith as a fan of that team that they will, and that's with the Cowboys, where it's like how are they not smarter than this like mm-hmm. and this goes back to the Atlanta Falcons game from two years ago, where it's like. Yeah, replace Chaz Green. Do something. Like, I don't... And the glove and the... Like, they didn't practice outdoors last... A couple of weeks ago in advance of the Patriots game. Did I think that was the biggest deal in the world? No. But then they're practicing outdoors this week? It's like you admit that you didn't know what you were doing two weeks ago and you have suddenly decided to change what you're doing based on, I don't know, information from the outside coming in. Like, it's just... It seems like it's... Like, things like this. The glove, where it's like where you've got fans and media screaming for you to do something and then you do it, it's like you need to be better than that. You need to not be listening yeah. to us. We don't know what we're talking about. You need to be able to do these things on your own and not have to – like if we're telling you to do these things and then you do them, that's a big problem. That's a bad organization that's poorly coached.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, you know, And if you want to look at it uh, just from a positional standpoint, what would you say is the position group?
1: I would say the position group that's most concerning would be the offensive line. Um, and it's because the offense was playing at such a high level and they've completely, like they're no longer playing at such a high level. And I think a big piece of that is because the offensive line hasn't been as good. You know, they're not a, they're not a good. Red zone team anymore. They were to start the year. They were finishing drives with touchdowns to the red zone, and they're not anymore. And I think a big piece of that is because their their run, their run blocking is not good. And you know we talk all the time about throwing the ball and not running. And yet when you get in the red zone, running is a very very important component to your offense. So I think they've struggled to run in the red zone because their run blocking has struggled, and that's why they're not finishing off the drive drives and touchdowns. And I think their biggest issue is red zone touchdowns, red zone scoring, and it, that goes back to the offensive line. What about you?
0: So I I don't disagree. I think that like in a vacuum, I'd say the offensive line. And with Connor Williams out and Xavier Suafilo in, even though he's a big fr- a friend of Star Chat and a huge fan of Star Chat, uh, he's going to be very troubled because I know he listens to every episode. Every episode, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's just that's you know he's he's had a tough time. But I I, I guess I'd say what concerns me. So I think the offensive line. Has is concerning. I, I think the lack of turnovers created by the secondary is concerning because I don't think defense is good enough to be anything other than a bend-don't-break defense. And the way bend-don't-break defenses work is because they, they get sacks and they get turnovers. Yeah. And this team gets sacks, but they don't get turnovers. And I just think that if they're going to go on a run in the playoffs, they're not going to be able to play straight up and, and beat teams. They're going to have to have some breaks go their way. And sometimes those breaks are handed to you. Sometimes you go and create those breaks, uh, you, by going and making some, some big plays. And with more and more passives thrown in NFL games these days, it's probably going to have to come from your secondary, uh, because we know the linebackers aren't good enough in coverage. Uh, it's going to have to come from the secondary. And I just don't think that, you know, anything can happen, but, uh, we haven't gotten any reason to believe that that's something you can count on. And that to me is troubling.
1: Yeah. Alright, so do you have the Cowboys beating the Bears on Thursday?
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, I, it's it, okay, so road game, cold weather, I, I gotta believe they'll be better prepared. Uh, I got the Cowboys beating the Bears. I, I think I put 23-13 maybe on the 105-3 the fan predictions. I Whatever it was, I didn't have the Bears doing a whole lot offensively. Uh, you know, I actually didn't think Mitch Trubisky was that bad against the Lions. I thought he was fine. Uh, but it just seems like you you can't rely on that guy at all. And that's not a bold statement by any means. The Bears have a really good defense, but, uh, you know, I think the Cowboys do have a really good offense as inconsistent as they've been. Uh, and I, I think that, uh, I think the Cowboys find a way to get 23, and I think that's more than enough to beat the Bears.
1: Yeah, um, I also have the Cowboys winning, and I don't remember what I put on my 105 three. The fan um, for the official score, but I think I, I think I put like 19-13, something low scoring like that, where with a lot of field goals. Um, so yeah, I, I I think the Cowboys win this game. I think there's a good chance they're going to win four straight to close out the year and. You know, we'll, we'll talk about this team heading into the playoffs like they're the hotter, they're hotter than a pistol playing four bad teams to close out the year.
0: And, and that's, that's how this thing works. I mean, that's how quickly uh, a narrative can change four games and we could be, you know, right now it's like doom and gloom, the conversations, and it's very tough to discuss something positive about the Cowboys, but Hey, a couple wins in a row, and that's going to really tilt. And then a couple more wins after that, and all of a sudden, we're talking about how this team could surprise people and be a wild card that wins the Super Bowl, because you know, again, the the non-series format is advantageous to a team like the Cowboys. It's disadvantageous to the best teams in the NFL. Right. And we we talk about this. We've talked about it for several weeks. There's not that one team in the NFC that just appears unbeatable. Mm -hmm. um and and that that this is the year where that you know works out favorably for a team like the cowboys
1: make sure to follow us on twitter at re sports at jared sandler and of course make sure to check out 105.3 the com, and make sure to check out all of the items um that are listed there for jared sandler swinging for a cause which is sunday at top golf uh what else do you want to say about that
0: jared yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I guess I'll say this, uh, I appreciate all the support from everyone at the station, yourself included. It's, uh, it is, it is really cool to do this with, uh, you know, my, my teammates and friends kind of by my side, and, uh, it's very much a shared, a shared deal and, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And if people want to go online and, and, find the, the auction items, including the Courtney Cox script and all the other people I used to do makeup for, 1053thefan.com slash sandlots. And the link is there. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you want to play with one of the shows, you can be at their bay. There's a Sean and RJ bay, a G bag bay and a KNC bay. There are additional celebrities uh, who are going to be at each of those bays at KNC. You'll have Craig Ludwig, Mike Adams, former Rangers pitcher, and then Brian Broaddis Sean and RJ have Willie Calhoun and Kayvon Frazier of the Cowboys. And then uh, G-Bag has former lefty Darren Oliver, who's currently a special assistant to John Daniels, and current lefty Taylor Hearn of the Texas Rangers. So uh, you get a great experience. You, all you have to do is call in during the day. 877-881-1053 and place a bid I don't know you know at the time people listen to this I don't know what the bids are going to be at the starting bids for each bay $600 hopefully uh, we can at least double that with each of the bays
1: well said all right uh swinging for a cause this Sunday top golf Jared Sandler Ari Tepkin. this has been Star Chat